1: I'm sitting down on Lincoln Live today with the police chief for the city of Lincoln, Teresa Ewens, chief, thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for having me. Think of this as a prep for your chamber luncheon speech, okay, (laughs) what do you wanna talk about when you stand before business leaders later on today?
0: I think it's important for them to get to know me and understand me, I know there's been a lot written and I've done a lot of public speaking about where I come from and what I wanna see for Lincoln uh they need to understand on the business side how important their roles are in this in the city and you know creating jobs and being part of the solution is is definitely a, a portion of that us being a good partner them feeling that they have um someone to go to 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 actually talk to and and understand is is incredibly important and so um, really just talking about that. I mean, I, I do believe in allowing people to ask me questions. I'm not sure if they're going to do that here, but I will definitely lay out what we're doing currently um, and where I see Lincoln going um, moving forward as far as the police department.
1: Do you feel misunderstood?
0: No, because no? people ask me really great questions. Okay. And if they, if they don't understand what I'm saying, then they they ask.
1: They'll ask about goals, yes. I'm guessing. Yes. What are your visions for mm-hmm. LPD?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the fact that uh, we have um, we have some supervision that we need to really shore up. We have we have different ranks structure um, in LPD, and you know, it goes from officer to sergeant to captain. I'd like to see another level there as as lieutenants and. There as used
1: to be lieutenants.
0: There used to be yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hoping to bring that back maybe next year at the end of the year. But then also I added two new assistant chiefs to divide up the, the labor. There's a lot more asked of us um, in law enforcement to do each day and in order to ha- make sure that things are run uh... properly that there's correct supervision transparency all the things that are required of us today we need to really um, have people to focus on different subjects whether it be the operation side which is all the teams whether it be the administrative side or projects that we need to start looking at in order to to really build the department and we are trying to build the department the mayor's office is very supportive of us looking to the future and seeing how we need to grow Uh, as a city grows. And so that's very, very important. I
1: had a good conversation with Sheriff Wagner, who is seeing the difficulty these days of hiring and retaining. Yes. As much challenge with hiring as retaining, because if someone wants Mm -hmm. to leave for a very legitimate family, personal reason, Mm -hmm. you really, as a manager, have to let them go. If they're disgruntled, maybe try to work to iron out those difficulties. Uh, in your career, and we'll, we'll, we'll do it pre-Lincoln and now that you're here, yeah. have you experienced those challenges in your career, having to hire and retain good people? Absolutely. So- It isn't just a Black Lives Matter thing or a defund police thing.
0: No, I mean, that's a portion of it today. You know, poli- people believe that grass is always greener somewhere else. Or they're sold a bill of goods that just doesn't exist when they get there. Uh, in San Francisco, we had people always come back. Uh, today, things are, are different in that, you know, with everything that happened in the last couple of years, people are, are reevaluating their career choice. Some families have disowned some of our members. Um, this also happened in San Francisco. So, you know, when we as supervisors look at um, at our membership, we have to support them from mental health to what do they need? If they choose to stay, then we're gonna support them. Uh, it, it is a, it's a difficult decision right now for, for people to get into this profession, and we understand that. But we are having people applying. That's increasing right now. And I think it's because of how Lincoln PD is structured, but also the community. They wanna work for this community because they know that there is support here. But there are expectations of how we conduct ourselves. And, and so, you know, moving forward, I hope that because of the rank structure, because of the leadership and the supervision, that people feel that they can go to their supervisor or to us and say, this is what I'm struggling with. I want to stay. But and then us working with them that that's important. I think people need to understand that you know having an open door which I have on Friday afternoons for our members to come and talk to me, to tell me their concerns is important because they need to be able to to also invest in this department because they're the future ultimately of this department.
1: Last week in Minneapolis citizens voted down the ballot measure to overhaul the city's police department. It was 57% opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis, of course, the heart of the George Floyd issue. What do you think of a hybrid structure that doesn't replace police officers with mental health social workers but is a, is a cooperative hybrid effort of both? Is that possible, workable?
0: It's a big investment. It's a very large investment um, that cities will have to do. I mean, you know, in that state, uh, they have to look at it um, they, they've decided, okay? They've decided they want to keep their police department. Now how we're structured as law enforcement today is is changing and every community needs to have a voice in that. Crime is based on, a lot of crime is based on mental health and drugs. How are we addressing that? Is there a larger picture other than law enforcement being, needing change? So when you talk about that, like, we're talking about the school system, we're talking about um, uh, the courts. we're talking about attorneys, we're talking about judges, we're talking about incarceration. What does incarceration mean? We've completely gone away from what that means and how do we help people get to a place where they can actually not have to deal with addiction anymore. I mean, it's a struggle. It's I mean, people struggle with it all the time. But, you know, how do we create a structure that actually supports people to get away from the bad choices that they've made? because ultimately they are bad choices. We shouldn't judge them and, and ruin their lives for the rest, for the rest of their lives um, because of bad choices. We have to give them opportunities to be better. We don't have that structure when it has to do with incarceration. Um, but law enforcement is not is, can't be the, the problem of society. There's, it's, a, it's a much larger problem. And so I think that we need to look at that. And yes, we shouldn't be dealing with homelessness we shouldn't be dealing with mental health issues. We need to be a partner in that um, to make sure that everyone is safe that is working in that area. But ultimately it shouldn't be up to law enforcement. Law enforcement has always been the go to. Well let law enforcement handle this. They they can go and do this. Well, when you say go clean up that corner, what does that mean when you tell young people, go clean up that corner of drug dealing and gangs? So but what is what's the real problem? It's drugs. If you don't have people that are coming in to, to give drug dealers money, you don't have, it's like business. You don't have a business any longer. So how do we get those people into recovery, into what they need so they are not creating that business?
1: In my opinion, simply my opinion, I see it as a as a difficult, dangerous dance. You don't send yes. a social worker into a convenience store holdup when you've got somebody with a gun. Yes. It's just as awkward to send a police officer into a mental health issue mm-hmm. where someone who's trained in that field can more adequately help that individual i again mm-hmm. i that that seems awkward
0: to me uh, I challenge everybody to look at how we've changed in law enforcement what's required. What's required is de-escalation, what's required is time and distance. Mm-hmm. We used to rush in, we used to always rush in to stop something from happening. Now we we wait, we hold back, we look at it, we evaluate what's happening. Uh, if we can get somebody, and it's not it's not 100% because what presents itself is what you're gonna react to. If you don't have time um, to to really uh, act and stop the crime from occurring or an assault from happening uh, you don 't just sit there and watch, but if it allow if you have that time in in order to de-escalate the situation then that 's what you do and I challenge everyone to understand their law enforcement agencies, look at their policies, be part of the solution, and bring us to a level where our our communities want us because that 's really i think the answer to the to the issue, and you know a lot of people will will point fingers but I think that we really need to examine it a little bit closer.
1: When I talk to people that are new to Lincoln and say the city's had seven homicides this year, I go back Mm -hmm. and see, well, that's it's been at that number before. It's been up to 10 before, Mm -hmm. I believe 2016 or 2017. But then when you tell them there have been thousands of larcenies from autos or robberies or Mm -hmm. burglaries, they don't seem quite as... Uh, surprised by that, but you, but you give them a single-digit number of murders, and they seem to be, oh, Lincoln's a, a, a crime-filled city. Too much made of homicides, in your opinion, as a statistic.
0: It's always been the the no offense, but the media's go-to. Um, if there are larger right. amounts of, ho- of homicides, then something is terribly wrong. Um, I'm I'm not as concerned about it because I see and I didn't bring the numbers with me, um, the breakdown of the seven, but many have to do with um, gangs and, and drugs. Uh, the larcenies from autos are about sometimes gangs, but mainly about drugs. Uh, I ask everybody to make sure that they lock their car and don't leave anything in it. I mean, it, coming from San Francisco, which was through the roof, I think we led nationally, um, people were leaving expensive equipment, luggage, I mean, it's just, it, it's a crime that's like, it takes seconds to do, and you're out, you're done. It doesn't matter if you call the police, because that person's going to be long gone before you get there. But we're giving them the opportunity to actually steal by leaving our laptops, our cameras, our luggage in our in our cars. Uh, and so we need to be better, um, just smarter. It's not that we want to lock down the city or make anyone feel uncomfortable. It's, it's that we need to, to really do our due diligence to not be... Be victimized.
1: Well, citizens have to help out too. They can't yes leave their car running unattended on a winter day and allow mm-hmm. someone to steal it. You talk about the expensive items. Now I'm going. To, I'm included in this group that I'm going to bring up, and that is I moved here from a rural setting where you never locked your doors. You may have never not. You may have never had a lock on your door, and you right. leave the keys in your vehicles. You come to Lincoln, you try that same practice. You're going to get ripped off. And you're going to be a victim of crime. So citizens yes. need to do their due diligence.
0: They do. I mean, I did grow up where you didn't really have to lock your doors either. I mean, but, you know, we're in a different time now. I mean, people, people opportunists will drive around from other cities. They're not from Lincoln. Uh, and try to, to find the quick, the quick money. You know, drug, drugs, methamphetamines are, are a problem here. And we need to address that. I mean, it'd be great if we could address that issue and access to it, whether it be pills or the the drug trade. But, you know, we really need to pay attention to that.
1: We well, took steps, you police department, mm-hmm. with the catalytic converters. Yes. Creating that ordinance, that five dollar permit. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to go a long way. Sheriff Wagner equated it to the Sudafed
0: uh, yes.
1: regulations mm-hmm. and how that cut down significantly the amount of meth being cooked and brewed and distributed and yes. on the streets. Yes. So. This is the fastest 15 minutes <laughs> of my day. So we'll talk about other things. Uh, we'll uh, Gangs one of these days. We brought that Absolutely. subject up a couple of yes. times. We'll talk about that yeah. uh, because I get that same look on people's faces when I mention gangs mm-hmm. in Lincoln and how they permeate through some of the crime statistics. So right. we'll do that next time. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And December might not be the appropriate month. It's, it's a holiday month. For heaven's sake. Oh,
0: you know, we can always talk about that. We can always talk about
1: that with the police chief. Teresa Ewan's joining me on Lincoln Live.